Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. yesterday morning and I expressed to them the complete embarrassment I feel for having hurt them and my fellow colleagues in any way. I've reached out to many of my former teammates, players, uh, to offer my apologies, but uh, have not had the opportunity of connecting with all of them. So gentlemen, if you're listening, I apologize. Excuse me. I apologize. That's Morgan Scali, a teleconference yesterday. He's going to keep his job, and he's going to have a salary cut from $1.1 million to $525,000. The coach-in-waiting deal, that's gone for whenever Kyle Whittingham decides to retire. PK was pretty much what you were talking about uh, yesterday on the show. Uh, He's making more money than uh, anyone mentioned yesterday. And I think that goes to the fact that there have been multiple Freedom of Information Act yeah. requests made and they had never provided the new contract so everybody was going off the old number uh, low 800 thousands but he'd been bumped up to 1.1 million but it's still 50% ish it's a little more than that actually uh, with 100,000 of that going to an on-campus group that works to combat racism so a non-profit I should say uh, so there's the penalty we've got people reacting to it uh I guess because of what you said yesterday, uh, I wasn't surprised at all, but I had an assistant news director who deals with sports very little, and I think he's a, he's a casual sports fan. He's not from here, so he's not into the Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies, and he came over, and this is like seriously minutes after the press conference ends, and, and he says, so what did they do? And I tell him the, the 50% pay cut from $1.1 million to five twenty five, and he, he visibly flinched. He thought that, you know, his gut reaction, that was a huge penalty. I can't say I thought it was a huge penalty because you'd already kind of broken the news to me. Uh, the promo we just played from Hans Olsen, I got to agree with Hans, you know, how well can he do his job going forward? And that question was put to Kyle, and... Kyle seems confident he can do it, that he can go out and recruit. He pointed out that of the 57, last 57 guys that uh, Morgan has signed, 51 of them have been minorities. Now, maybe some Polynesian, he didn't spell that out. Uh, But nonetheless, 51 minorities. So he seems confident in that. And the proof's in the pudding going forward, but it it seems like that's a huge thing to have to explain in every home you go into. I don't think it is. Really? No. No. Uh, You just said 51 out of 57. Uh Here's their phone numbers. You got a problem? call them a a recruit is not bound by ncaa rules so he can talk to anybody he wants the other way around it's a different story so all you gotta do you you can spend all day spend next tuesday calling all these recruits if you're seriously considering utah a place where they're going to treat you like family a place where you're going to get a good education where the community is going to love you and you'll be on tv all that stuff and if you're anything close to good enough, they'll develop you and put you into pros. 
So I got all these things here. I got this one thing over here. It's an issue. Not saying it's not. But go ahead and call all these African-American players. Go ahead and listen to his apology. Go ahead and do that. And then if you still have a problem, Utah's probably not the place for you. Up to you. Now, they're never going to get everybody they want anyway. No one does. I mean, even Oregon and USC in, in, in the Pac-12, and they're the big dogs, right? So I, I, I really believe they can overcome that. Go talk to Kyle, and, and Kyle is as, as smooth as there is and as genuine as there is. So go talk, depending on what position you play. You might want to talk to Sharif. Uh, just use him as an example. Uh, I said this weeks ago. Our community is better. If we had more Sharif Shaws and his family in our community, the place would be a better place. So, nope, I think it's it's an issue. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it is a high hurdle. At best, to use somehow I got stuck in a track analogy. Uh, it's a low analogy. It's a low hurdle, I mean. And I, I just, I don't see it as being overcomable. There's two things that happened yesterday that I'm glad happened. One, he got the job, and one, uh, I figured out how to hit star six, and I got my question in. Kyle did get in a shot at you there, waiting star for you to six hit star six. <laughs> Even though I was using it, and they were not putting me in queue, I didn't do anything different the second time around. They, they put me in queue, uh, but yes, uh, you know, uh, Kyle and I, we, we we've since had discussions on that, and uh, it's another reason why it, it, he's just a bad dude. You talking about Kyle? Yes. I mean, bad it, isn't good. No, I hate the dude. Hate him. <laughs> hate him. Hate him with a passion. And I know you guys like to talk about since before you were born. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to settle this thing next week somehow. I think we're going to have a push-up challenge or something. So, and, uh, yeah, obviously I had, uh, you know, knew something about the, uh, the reduction in salary. Plus, once I'd heard that they were most likely going to keep him, that became the obvious thing, too. It's not like... I mean, I was, yeah, so I, I was talking about it yesterday, and we put it on Facebook because I'd heard about it, blah, blah, blah. But that was the obvious thing. Once you decide you're going to keep him, well, what's going to be the penalty? Well, clearly they're going to hit him in the wallet. And you're right. I didn't know the, the thing had been bumped up from 800 to not, uh, to over a mil because that thing hadn't been made available and the, the grammar thing that they call it, yeah. the legal jargon, whatever that means. Uh, and I wasn't going to say... This is what's going to happen today. I learned, I, I, I've told you this, it was about 10 years ago, and I uh, got off the phone. We're going to the WAC uh, with our other sports, and football's going independent. Yep, you said, yep, we're good to go. And then I proceed to go to the gym, and I still remember it. And I can tell you which treadmill I was on, because there's about 20 of them. And across the bottom, I'm reading on the screen that uh, Fresno and... Nevada. Yeah, they're going to go to the Mountain West. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Just after people thought this was a done deal. And what would it have been? Maybe a half hour later? So I learned then, I will never say this will happen because from the time I learned something until the time it could happen, something could change. And sure enough, that 
shocked me. That was the most shocking thing I'd ever been involved in in terms of somebody telling me something is going to happen and then something changes in the interim. I could not believe what I was reading. I was stunned. Nevertheless, that's what happened. So I wasn't going to come out yesterday and say, Morgan's going to keep his job and here's his salary reduction. But obviously, you know, I had had some information there and it was along those lines. Then they just, and I also knew that the, uh, that they were most likely not 100, percent but most likely going to announce it yesterday, which is why I wanted to discuss it yesterday morning. All right, we've got a lot of your reaction on Facebook to uh, Morgan keeping his job, taking the salary cut, and we will get to those reactions coming up in our next segment. The other college uh, sports news: the Oklahoma Sooners opened their facilities for voluntary workouts. Reported a total of 14 players have tested positive for COVID-19. Two of the 72 staff members were positive. And, uh, PK, this goes back to, you know, is is there a chance at opening the facilities there could be a bunch of positive tests? Yes, there, there is a chance. We're seeing that with the MLS bubble. Like nine guys have tested positive. They, they were negative outside the bubble. Now they're positive inside. But if you don't let them on campus, then you got 14 players positive that way too. So... Yeah, I just opened up a story that says Alabama college students are throwing COVID parties yep. where they invite infected people and gamble on who gets sick first. Yes. That's kind of crazy. That is crazy, and I had seen that. That is not uh, new right now, and I had seen that yesterday, and I was on the phone with uh, someone who works in pro sports, kind of associated with the jazz, and they're like, did you see this? And they're, you know, everybody's doing their own job in their own bubble, and they, they come up for air. They're not, you know, in the media checking it as often as you and I are, but they saw it on some social media feed. I don't know what, a, I can't believe this. How, what are they doing? Like, hey, college students, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it's definitely a thing. Uh, Penn State AD, Sandy Barber, said the spring college football season would be a last resort. One of the biggest challenges, and probably the biggest, is the proximity to next season and, frankly, losing spring ball for the second straight year. That is overcomable if we have to uh, file that under something better than nothing. So if you're wondering about the odds of, a, of, a, of the season moving to the spring, Penn State's AD is saying that's a last resort. I still wonder if they just can't play play their 12 games over the course of, you know, 15, 17 weeks, whatever it takes. This just coming in, USC has announced that all students will do online classes this fall. Oh, they're not even doing a mix, huh? That just came in across the Twitter timeline, so that'll be interesting. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Report from ESPN citing unnamed sources says the NFL has shortened its 2020 preseason to two games. An official announcement expected as early as today. Players supposed to go to training camp on July 28. Uh, the week of August 20, there'll be one game. The week of August 27, the second game. And then the season's going to open September 10th. That's the, the new plan, PK. Uh, and, and the thought is that they need to have more time getting the players ready to play and less time traveling, playing games where, honestly, some of these guys are playing one series, if that, anyway. So it's almost a lost day getting ready. So more time to get ready for the season. And that, that's a pretty big deal for the owners because that's found money. You're, you're charging the season ticket holders, but you're not paying the players their top salary. So 
That's a win for the owners. Normal times, this is a loss for the owners walking away from two preseason games, one home game, obviously, out of the two. Yeah, then they'll just raise prices to make up for it. (laughs) For the beer, you'll pay $25 for an 11-ounce beer. Uh, There are reports that 87 different firms and shareholders, worth a combined $260 billion, called on Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo to sever ties with the Washington uh, football franchise unless they drop the nickname Redskins. Owner Daniel Snyder has previously said he would never change the name, but man, that's that's a lot of financial pressure. 87 yeah, you know, firms leaning on three big sponsors. Coming from Arizona, I've always been very sensitive to that name. And obviously, I'm not Native American, but I saw Native Americans, and I saw them in a bad light, man, many times over, up in particularly Flagstaff and down in Phoenix. I don't I don't like saying a word. I don't like I just I usually just call it the Washington franchise. Well, we'll see. Daniel Snyder has really... And I really... I mean, I guess I understand it. You stake out the ground and you stick to it. But, you know, if you change the nickname, the team's wildly popular. You're going to sell a phenomenal amount of merchandise and make money. So what are you being so stubborn over? Usually people are stubborn over money. We always say follow the money. He's being stubborn. He's got a chance to make money. Uh, He probably doesn't need to make money. Guess not. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I've heard a lot of people say that uh, you know there's going to be um, there's going to be how you guys say the start next to this championship. I feel like at the end of the day, this it's going to be the toughest like championship you could ever win. You know uh, because like the circumstances are really really tough right now. So whoever wants it more uh, is going to be able to go out there and t- take it. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo right there on the challenge of winning the 2020 title. Unusual circumstances, it's going to be the toughest. If you want it, go take it. I guess I'll have to see what it looks like right now. That wasn't really the way I was thinking. I... Yeah, you go ahead. You don't have to overcome the, the travel and the road games and the hostile crowd. And are we going to see a good team in a... Maybe we won't. Maybe this will go according to form and the teams that were good will look great. But I still got to wonder if we're going to see a good te- a team that we think is good just flame out real quickly. Just never get the rhythm and just be gone and open up a path and make it easier and have teams be less tested getting deep into the tournament. Because even when you win, sometimes you're pushed to that sixth and seventh game. You're exhausted going into the next one. It's just you hear people who've gone deep in the, uh, in the playoffs say, it's such a grind. Maybe it will be a grind. Maybe the three months of locked away will be really hard, and we'll all appreciate it more as we see it unfold. Well, a couple things is that you're saying predictability equals more legitimacy, basically. Uh, so, and that's fine if that's what you want to think. I'm, that's you're obviously entitled to what you want to think. I don't really care about legitimacy of it. All I care is that they're balling out. And if they're balling out, I'm in. What's the thing uh, Jibber played in the summer a couple of times, and they had it on TV? I don't even know what it was, but they were playing back east. The basketball. And Jimmer was playing. The TBT. And they're, they're balling, they were balling out. And I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what they were playing for, but Jimmer was on the team. It was called, what was it? It was called Team for Dead, wasn't it? Correct. And yeah. he's playing, and he's got guys that I had heard of, some local guys, but they were balling out. And it was good enough for me. That's what I want. What I don't want 
is the three quarters of the All-Star game that we saw. And I don't think we'll see that. As long as they're balling out, that is plenty good enough for me. And then whatever anybody wants to assign the value to whoever wins the title, that's up to the individual. I think if it's uh, Clippers or Lakers, they'll be valued to the title because they were expected to do it. I, I, the Bucks have the best record going into this, 53-12, and 12, I think, something like that. So if they win, it's well, the team with the best record won the title. That's not outrageous. So I, I can see those three okay. people not debating the value if it's one of those three. I those think if it's somebody teams, else, yeah. then the, the value of this title, of the legitimacy, the asterisk, okay. I think it'll be a deal. <laughs> So do you you put an asterisk on Houston? They were six seed, and they won the title. The, the, it doesn't count. Nope, that one counts. I mean, the outliers yeah. do happen, but I think if you're an outlier and it happens this year, it's going to be hard to overcome the asterisk. But and, you just said when we see outliers do happen. They do absolutely. They do. I mean, you, to get the best outlier, you just went back twenty six years, twenty seven years, whatever it was, twenty six, I guess. They don't happen very often, but they do happen. DJ and okay, Denver. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Denver beat uh, Denver beat Seattle in a playoff. Yes. And that was one and eight, right? Yep. So that was that was illegitimate. I mean, I don't, that, I don't get it. That was legit. That was legit. But I think if it happens now, it won't be treated like it's legit. Even though eights have beaten ones before, right? The Knicks were an eight and got to the finals, and that was viewed as pretty flukish, and it was in the fifty-game season. Uh, mentioning the Rockets, uh, Cephalosha, Thabos Cephalosha, the former jazz man, Thabos Cephalosha, is opting out. He will not be in Orlando. Dwight Howard is still a maybe. The Lakers are hoping he'll show up. They haven't signed a replacement player for him. Howard weighing his options. And the Nuggets star, Nikola Jokic, still has not returned to the USA, although head coach Michael Malone said he's not too concerned at this point. And he expects him to join the team for the flight to Orlando next week. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The reality is we weren't going to play more than 60 games no matter how um, the negotiation with the players went or any other factor. 60 games is the outside of the envelope given the realities of the virus. That's baseball commissioner Rob Manfred right there. Uh, despite the fact the players were offering to play 114 games and that saying that was never going to happen. So don't look at this season sideways because of the labor negotiations. You got the 60 games you're always going to get. The virus was going to change things. Uh, the one thing it hasn't completely eliminated, PK, is the Field of Dreams game. It's scheduled to be played this summer uh, and it's still going to happen. But because they changed the schedule of the 60 game season, it was going to be the White Sox and the Yankees. And now. Uh, with the East and the Central not playing because you're staying in your own time zone. It's going to be the Cardinals and the White Sox. Uh, unclear how many fans, if any, are going to be allowed at the game. Originally, they were going to set up uh, seats for 8,000 people. Basically, treated like a minor league ballpark. Uh, just by comparison, there's 12,000 seats for B's games. You can get 15 with the berm you know, for fireworks and all that, but there's 12,000 seats. So something a little smaller, uh, probably no second deck. Uh, that we would see at a bees game, so I guess they can still let people walk in and out of the corn. That's what we all want to see, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm tuning in for. I don't know of anybody else. I want people walking in and out of the corn every half inning. Well, I think they should do it every year. Oh yeah, this is a great idea. Why not? 
Yeah, so if they can't pull it off the way they wanted this year, fine. In future years, go ahead and do it. It's like the Little League thing that they do in uh, Williamsport. The kids go nuts. I think we'd all watch it. And it, it would take a few years before it would be ordinary. DJ and PK. Obviously, it's, it's a great streak. And uh, anytime you're mentioned with those... Golf. All right, the PGA Tour is in Detroit this week. The Rocket Mortgage Classic. Tony Finau, Zach Blair are in the field, and uh, they're playing with these bigger, uh, trying to get everybody all the uh, the dates that they, they were promised and get as much in as they can. They have bigger fields, and they seem to be starting earlier in the day. We already going, Yak? Yeah, Blair and Finau are actually already on the course. Oh, those two are on the course. They're out there. Nice. But yeah, the tournament's already underway. All right. More golf viewing, PK. We don't have com- competition from so many sports like we normally do. You're not going to be watching yeah, baseball games. Yeah, I said games yesterday, today. this stuff takes on a, a much bigger level of importance than it would to me normally. All right, we'll keep you updated. DJ and PK, we got a lot coming up this morning. We got uh, Joe Ingles joining us at 740, so we'll have to keep this next segment uh, short, but we're going to get to your reaction coming in on uh, Morgan Scally and what you think of uh, the used decision to cut his pay in half. Greg Bolderjack's here in the 8 o'clock hour. Former Utah quarterback Ryan Lacey in the 9 o'clock hour. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.